This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Eric, and today's game will be a different episode. Um, we have returning guests um, from the Hometown Crowd uh, podcast. We have, and I wrote this down and I closed my book, Mike, Tim, and Heather. Um, welcome back, guys. Happy to be back. We have to get our revenge. We got hosed out of the last win. <laughs> I, I think there was some erroneous counting, but, uh, you know, I'll let that one pass this time. Thanks for having us. <laughs> you, you three will be uh, taking on the bench warmers of Mason, Scott, and Josh. We pulled out the big guns today. Yeah, I'm just pew, 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 again. I'm happy uh, the the walking sports almanac is not lined up. Yes, thank again. you. We, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Mike, Tim, and Heather, um, why don't you guys uh, remind us who you are? Tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do over there. Yeah, so we're the hometown crowd podcast. We kind of started as a uh, way to highlight the local sports here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. But now that we're cross country, it's, it's moved a little bit away from that. We still talk about Fayetteville sports, but we're on a more of a national uh, level now talking just mostly football and a little bit of everything else and absolutely no soccer or NASCAR Yeah, or NASCAR. Definitely no NASCAR. So uh, yeah, we're uh, at hometown crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a sports podcast. Uh, it's it's probably the least informed sports podcast. So, I mean, we have that going for us. We do, yeah. Least informed, least produced. Yeah, and mostly my role is just roasting these two. So um, I'm the comedic relief. So that's, I'd yeah, say that's, that's my job. That's the hardest job there. It really is. <laughs> I mean. I mean, and you also up our looks quotient quite a bit, Heather. So I, I do appreciate you for that as well. Listen, I, I've said this a thousand times. I'm not just a pretty face, but one of us has to be. So multi-talented, do it. you know, multi-talented. Multifaceted, yes. All right, Josh, Mason, Mason and Scott, how are you guys doing? Uh, Yeah, fine. Yeah, just kind of same old, same old. Still barely leave my place. And uh, it'll be nice someday when that's not the way it is. But since we're still there, that's kind of what I do. But I'm looking forward to... Uh, a game where I get to compete this time uh, against these three since I hosted the other one. I don't recall a whole lot of controversy, but uh, apparently maybe there was. Hmm. Okay. I got, I got dinged a few times for language and Heather did the, uh, the vol, uh, the, the, <laughs> the actual vomit sound whenever a certain school's name came up. So yeah. Yeah. So much so that my husband actually texted me and asked me if I was actually vomiting. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry yeah. in advance. It's okay. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> this is an all Alabama episode. Hey! Uh, well, I'm leaving too. I'm Start leaving it. too. <laughs> uh, Mason. Gross. Is, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, if the warm up was actually nothing but, you know, roll tide uh, trivia. Yeah. Heather will walk off the field in protest. Yeah. Yep. I will sit back and drink my Bud Light seltzer in silence. Well, Heather and Mason, you guys are, you know, I don't know if you've chatted at all, but you guys are two peas in a pod. So 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Mason is the good looks of our podcast. So yeah, they have they have so much in common. That as well. <laughs> I don't know when I got that honor, but okay. Thirty seconds ago. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, you're Hollywood Mason, so yeah, I mean, today at least. Yeah, why don't yeah. you explain that, Mason? Yeah, so uh, I'm in LA right now for I can't exactly reveal it because it's not public information yet, but possibly going to be on a national tv show of some kind so fingers crossed that i actually get chosen for it but i'm always in a different spot it seems like when i record these whether it's you know my sister's gym or just like some (laughs) random spot um but now i'm in a completely different part of the country which is different but yeah i'm happy to to join and play today mason you're not at the hotel cecil are you no please go by there please (laughs) stay away from skid row scott how you doing uh, I'm good. First of all, I just want to wish Mason good luck on RuPaul's Drag Race. I hope that you get the spot that you applied for. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh boy. Oh, listen. Do not. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, I'm good. I'm excited to have uh, these guys back on. Uh, they do a, a great show over there. I've been on. Josh has been on their show, and it's a lot of fun. So, definitely give them a listen if you have not. Uh, Mac, that beard, man. That's that's incredible. Uh, I appreciate I mean, that, man. I, I know you're worried about where the answers are going to come from. I think you can just pull them out of the beard if, yeah, if all else Yeah, you're just going to see him digging. That's all. <laughs> it looks it looks like he's grooming himself. Right. <laughs> he's pulling out little for, little fortune cookie rolls that come out with information on it. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it'll be fun. Let's let's get it going. Yeah. So we're not going to do we're just going to do generic team names today just to save my uh, my mind. Um, so let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they have accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. He's obviously upset that his vacation ended, so he was a little salty on that one. I still like hearing his voice. I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> All, right. All right, it's time for the tailgate. Three warm-up questions worth 10 points apiece. I will give you a team, and all I need from you guys is tell me the name of the coach with the highest winning percentage for that franchise history with at least one full season as head coach. So question one, the Carolina Panthers. Check in. All right, hometown crowd is checked in. Bench warmers, talk it out. Yeah, so I was thinking John Fox or Ron Rivera are probably our two best options here. Yeah, because, I mean, they haven't had that many coaches, obviously. I don't, it's not Dom Capers. That would have been, you know, he was not good very early. He was, on. The, yeah, he was the, the inaugural coach. And I, I learned that from a video Eric sent me the other day. Thanks, Eric. Um, I, I, I would lean out of the, if it's just those two, I would probably think it's Riverboat Ron. How many years was he there? You. He's an amount. I would say at least five. Yeah, they went 15 and one. They went, they went to a Super Bowl. They had some good seasons. They were pretty competitive, even when they weren't making the playoffs under him. I think I'd lean that way too because I think John Fox he would he had a longer tenure and he definitely had some down seasons. Yeah, they went to their other Super Bowl, obviously. True, John Fox. Yeah, but yeah, they had some years. I, I feel like a few years after that, where they were a little bit towards the bottom, right? Like when did they draft Jordan Gross? That was in like the 
early 2000s, and that was a really high pick, so they must have had a bad season then. So I'm good with Rivera if you guys are. I'm fine with that. Works for me. All right, we're going to check in with Ron Rivera. Okay, and hometown crowd. Yeah, we went with Ron Rivera as well. Um, I, I'm with Scott on that one. Like Fox might have been there a, a season or two longer, uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he went to one Super Bowl, but he had a lot of like 500, seven to nine years uh, where Riverboat Ron was, he always seemed to float at like the nine and seven, 10 and six level, uh, you know, with a couple of those big years with Cam. So yeah, we went with uh, Riverboat Ron as well. Okay, so with a winning percentage of 469, we have Dom Capers, who is third. With a winning percentage of 507, we have John Fox. And with a winning percentage of 546, we have Ron Rivera. Both teams getting their points. Nice. Question two, the Washington Nationals. And to be clear, that is including the Expos as well. All right, Mac and Tim, this is you guys. All right, we're, we're going to check in. Hometown crowd checking in. Bench warmers, talk it up. This one's tough. Who's the who's who's their current manager? Uh, that's a great question. I don't follow current nationals. Is it Freddie Gonzalez? Is he is he their manager now? Yeah, whoever was after what was his name? Dusty Baker, right? There was some whoever that is. That's their current one. They've had Davey Johnson. I don't think they won a lot under him. Matt Williams at one point was their manager, but I don't think they won a lot then. They've had a lot of managers. Like they've had like a lot of stints that didn't pan out. That's why I'm thinking. I think the current coach has only been there for a couple of seasons, a couple of like two or three seasons. And within that they won. Oh, is it Dave Martinez? Is he still their manager? Yes. He's there. Yes. So I wonder if it's him. I mean, 94, the strike short season, they had like one of the best seasons in franchise history, but I have no idea who their manager was. They had so many other seasons where they were just not good. Yeah. So I would lean probably Martinez just for short tenure and success. At least one season of real success. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that as well. All right, then we're gonna check in with Dave Martinez. Hey, and hometown crowd, what was your answer? Well, we went into the uh way back machine and uh, I know you guys were were looking for that name, Scott Felipe Alou. All right. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to go with. Cause Felipe, yeah, there, there was a lot of seasons where, uh, you know, the Expos were dog poo, uh, but those, those early to mid nineties before the strike, uh, the, those were actually some really good teams with a lot of talent. So I'm, we're going to go with Felipe Alou. Okay. So third, his name came up. It was Davey Johnson. He's got a 550 winning percentage. Second, his name also came up with a 552 is Matt Williams. And number one, his name came up, but neither team went with him. With a 593 is Dusty Baker. Wow. Oh, really? I didn't think it was that high. Wow. Yeah. Dave Martinez. Dave Martinez has got a 523. Felipe Lua, 491. The highest uh, Expos manager on here is Jim Fanning. Hmm. Oh, wow. Dusty Baker. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that one coming, man. Because nope. the, only, the only thing Dusty Baker's number one at is blowing out pitchers' elbows from over you. So. But, he, but he's winning those games prior yeah. to that. Question three the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. We're, we're going to check in. Hometown crowds checked in first again. Bench warmers, you guys can continue to talk about coaches. David, David Blatt. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... That's the guy that uh, LeBron basically got fired for Ty Lue, and I'm pretty sure he was 
he was doing really well because they were top of the league. He didn't coach a full season though, did he? Um, I think he did a couple seasons. Was he like a season and a half? I think so. Okay. They were good that year, and it was surprising. Well, well, yeah, they probably won like close to sixty games. Yeah, so that's why I'm thinking it's him, just because I remember the situation where they fired him. It was kind of like, why would you fire him? And they're doing so well, and they replaced him with Ty Lue. I just can't remember how many games he coached. If if you think he was, if you're pretty confident he was there for at least a season, I think he was there maybe two years at the most. I, I think he was. He, I think he might have had two full seasons. And then... Yeah, it's. It's somewhere around there. So we've we've listed in the chat, we had Lou Blatt and Mike Brown. My guess is those might be the top three. Yeah. Mike Brown's tempting too, because that was... They won a lot of games. Right. I think Blatt makes sense though, as long as he's been there over a season. I'm, I'm with Josh. It's probably a couple years that he was there. I'm leaning Blatt just because of what I remembered about that situation, how yep. strange it was. I think I think I agree. I'm good with it. Check it in, Mason. All right, we'll check in with David Blatt. Tom Crowd, your answer. Yeah, uh, at first, like uh, after talking to, to Tim and Heather, like I went through the Lenny Wilkins, the Mike Fratello, uh, but then I realized they were there far too long to have a high winning, per- you know, a, a super high winning percentage because uh, Wilkins was there for over 10 years and Fratello, if I remember correctly, was over 10 years. Uh, and since then, the Cavs can't keep a head coach for more than I think like two and a half. So uh, we're, we're going to go with Blatt. So we have Tyron Lue at number three with a 607. Mike Brown, 663 is number two. Lenny Wilkins is actually number four. He's got a 551, so he was up there. Um, but number one, coaching 113 games from 2014 to 2016, David Blatt. Both teams getting their points. Okay, heading into the first quarter, we have a score of bench warmers with 20 and Hometown Crowd Podcast also with 20. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. All right, today's first quarter is going to be, cross your fingers, uh, Sporting Haiku. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one. Young with 200. Unforgettable finish. Forego in top 10. Well, that is a haiku, so it it does work. One, four, one. No, five, seven, five is a haiku. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't get that at first. Thank you. I would like to call a lifeline. Is that is that one of the things we can do? Your lifelines <laughs> are Tim and Heather. <laughs> Damn it. I'm, I'm hosed. You're aft. I am hosed. <laughs> You're aft. You are literally up the creek with a massive titanic hole. If you're choosing me and Tim as your lifeline. We'll go ahead and check in. Hometown crowd has checked in. So we think we've keyed in on Texas versus USC uh, in the 06 Rose Bowl, right? 
young, Vince Young going for 200, had an unforgettable finish. Right. And I'm guessing between the two teams, they had four players. Because I don't think either of the, well, I guess USC could have, but I don't think Texas had four players go in the top 10. Well, no. So Liner, Bush, and Vince Young all did. Maybe Mike, Michael Huff, I think, might have been the other guy that went in the top 10. Yeah, I, I think this has to be that, right? Yeah. So we're going to check in with the 2006 Rose Bowl. Yes. All right, check that in. All right, in hometown crowd, what was your answer? So we we kind of are of the opinion that you guys are probably right, but we checked in with the uh, 2016 Cleveland Indians. Um, we were looking at, you know, Cy Young. That was I think that was the year that we had like four top pitchers with strikeouts we had like four guys clear 200 um so yeah we locked in with and then an unforgettable finish would obviously be the game seven world series with the chicago cubs and extra innings so we locked in with the 2016 cleveland indians okay and for the first time today only one team getting their points the correct answer is the 2006 rose bowl dang it sorry guys that was on me nope nope i was with you tim Young rushed for 200 yards, and Scott, you guys nailed the uh, top 10 draft picks. It was Bush, Young, Huff, and Leinart. Are you surprised? A little bit. Question two, jumbo goalie gear, bad Islanders front office, DiPietro contract. All right, we're going we're gonna to check in. Tom Crouch checked in, bench warmers talking up. Where's Andrew Thomas when you need him? You can name every current GM in, in the NHL. Well, right. I don't even have a name. No, I know. I, I know one Islanders goalie. It's Ricky Pietro. Right. And that's in the question. So, uh, yeah. Do we know for sure this goalie played for the Islanders? No, could have played for another team and just took the job with the Islanders, I suppose. That's why it's like, is there someone who's really famous for the, the jumbo gear? I just, I don't know. And I don't know who, what goalies have become general managers. Yeah. Do we want to throw out just a goalie in like the 80s or early 90s? to put ourselves in a ballpark you know it's ed bell for um sure that's a name should we go with eddie bell for i i used him once before and it wasn't the right answer so maybe maybe this time things change at this point we're just gonna check in with a probable wrong answer of eddie bell for okay hometown crowd your answer yeah, I was in i was up at uh west point doing cadet training when they this deal was signed uh the the you know Ricky DiPietro deal but if I remember correctly and I had to go again hop in the way back machine but Grant Fuhr uh I want to say he was the GM for the Islanders who signed DiPietro to that contract and he also wore the big pads um and he was only a couple years removed from his playing career if I remember you know if I'm remembering correctly so we're going to go with Grant Fuhr all right, so this goalie played for a number of teams starting in the early 90s went actually up until 2005 when uh DPHO signed that insane 15-year contract, who only saw maybe six years of the 15. Um, but unfortunately, neither team getting points here. The correct answer is Garth Snow. Oh, my gosh, man. I have heard of Garth Snow. Yeah, He was, yeah. He was the goalie that would get attacked for his uh, – every time you saw him play a game, it looked like his shoulder pads were bigger. On to question three. Toronto Raptors. January 22nd, no one could stop him. Let's check in. All right, bench warmers are checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can talk about. Uh, these two are going to be talking it out. I'm trying <laughs> to get warm, so. 
So are we talking for Toronto or against Toronto? Because I'm trying to think who might have had like a really good game. Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm trying to think of current Raptors right now. And the only people I could really even think of are Fred Van Vliet and like OG Ananobi. I don't remember hearing anything particular about them. Dude, I got nothing. I literally have nothing. Well, and it is well documented that the NBA is not in my lane. So, um, let, let's just go with uh, check us in with Ananobi, OG Ananobi. All right, bench warmers. What was your answer? Yeah, um, I recognize somehow. I don't know why I remember the date being January twenty second, but I believe, and Scott agree with me, this is Kobe Bryant's uh, eighty one point game. Um, where he went off against the Raptors and no one could stop him. Typically Morris Peterson. Yeah, so uh, we checked in with Kobe Bryant. All right, January 22nd, 2006, 15 years ago, back in January, it was Kobe Bryant's 81-point game. Correct answer, Kobe Bryant. One team getting their points there. <sighs> Raptors trivia. Haikus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question four. The eighth pick in 10, roll tied to just win, baby. Drugs cut career short. We are checked in. Benchwarmers have checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can talk it out. Eighth pick in 10. If I remember correctly, it was a a linebacker. So an Alabama linebacker. Heather, who tore your quarterbacks up? Oh, Jesus. Who, did? <laughs> who did it Be- specifically back in 09 2010 jesus mac you look like you just had a light bulb yeah uh mclean say what rolando mclean that's who you want to lock, uh, check in with dude that guy got busted like a million times for like pot all right so I, i'm gonna go i say we check in with uh, mclean all right benchwarm is your answer yeah, knew this one right away. All three things just fit. I remember him being the eighth overall pick in 2010, and I knew he was a Bama linebacker. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he got screwed up with the Raiders, and re- uh, he had a resurgence with the Cowboys there for a little bit. And I thought he was on the up and up, and then he messed up again. Uh, we checked in with Rolando McClain. So becoming addicted to codeine after consuming the mixture known as Purple Drink. Yes, of course, yes. Was, uh, suspended initially. Uh, the correct answer is Rolando McLean, and uh, he was suspended in 2016, reinstated in 2019, and no sooner than being reinstated, he was cut by the Cowboys and then suspended again in December. Oh, wow. Question five. Eight total, five gold. Pools in Beijing, London, Rio, swimming in syrup. All right, we'll check in. Benchwarmers have checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can discuss. Yeah, Tim, I'm going to go. I'd say we go with what you were thinking, man. Yeah, I mean, Phelps has too many medals for eight total five gold to fit unless they're talking about a single Olympic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're talking Beijing, London, and Rio. I don't know the swimming in syrup. So my first thought is Lochte. That's a much safer answer than, than Phelps. Yeah, because Phelps has like 18 gold medals or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like your line of thinking, though, uh, in the chat about um, the swimming in syrup and the carb loading that we were discussing. Yeah. I mean, that that could have easily not just been Phelps, too. So 
Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Like, he's probably not the only one. Yeah. Like being ridiculous in the car bloating. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll check in with uh, Ryan. I like to uh, cover up my indecency in Rio, locked in. Okay. And Benchwarmer's your answer. This was actually a thing that was done on Mythbusters. So it was actually swimming in syrup, not, not like carb loading. Um, so it was on an episode of Mythbusters where they had an Olympic swimmer um, come on and see if it was as easy to swim in syrup as it is in water. I don't remember the full outcome, but I did finally, I think I recall, I think it was Nathan Adrian who was, I don't know how many individuals he had, but he was on all of the uh, relays, you know, with Phelps that was winning golds and stuff. Um, so we're going to check in with Nathan Adrian. And Josh, you actually hit that right on the head. It was an episode of Mythbusters. Um, and the correct answer is Nathan Adrian. So one team getting their points on that. All right. After today's first quarter, we have a score of hometown crowd with 40 and bench warmers with 100. Today's second quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Green post game question one. Buckeye Whiteout, who has spent time with the Dolphins, 49ers, Panthers, Cardinals, Saints, and most recently the Bears, who is a Brazilian mixed martial artist and one-time UFC heavyweight champion defeating Cain Velasquez in 2011. Can you repeat the question? It's in the chat. Oh, yeah, if you sweet. just look in the yeah, we posted it now. <laughs> okay, even better. All right, hometown crowd will check in. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes, All right, we're good. Um, hometown crowd is checked in. Benchwarmers, you guys can talk. So, Ted Ginn something. So, or isn't he, isn't it Ted Ginn Jr.? It yeah, is he Ted is a Ginn Jr. So, is so there a, be... is there a UFC fighter whose first name is Jr. or goes by Jr. something? This is not my, uh, UFC is like a complete, like. Is he heavyweight champion? So, I mean, I would think it's someone that it's a name that I've at least heard. It probably, it might not you know. be one I've ever heard. So, so it could be, yeah. I, we're probably going to use Junior. I'd be my guess, Tenka Junior. The only Junior that I'm thinking of is Junior Spivey, and he was a second baseman for the Diamondbacks. So I don't <laughs> think it's him. That's not. I don't think. <laughs> no. I'm yeah, trying to dabble in a little bit. I'm trying to think of any of the UFC fighters I've heard of. Mm. Is junior Seo. No. Junior Mints. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one you want to go Is with. Is there like a don't think. Junior DeSantos or something like that? That sounds that sort of sounds, familiar. That sounds like a thing that maybe I've heard <laughs> in the UFC circle. I, I don't I don't know if that's if you get if you guys uh, I, I mean that sounds like a, I it mean, could it's be a, a baseball player. It uh, could be neighbor, like a... I don't know. <laughs> Are there a lot of DeSantoses out there where, where you're at? Uh, tons. Just <laughs> chock full. Do you know anyone named Junior <laughs> of those? Um I mean, I don't I don't have anything. So if you want to no. go 
Yeah, the juniors. If, if, if that's a name, right. if that's a name it, that seems somewhat that, familiar, I think that's a name that I've heard in that realm. But w- whether that's it or something like it, I don't know. If, if it is, that's a great pull. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm good with. Yeah, I'm good with you, Jack. All I'm, it is, all it is, is trying to think of. Have I heard of anybody with that first name Junior in the UFC? And that name is what popped in my head. Okay. So I guess we're going to check in with Ted Ginn, Jr. DeSantos. Hmm? Okay. And hometown crowd, what was your answer? Yeah, so we got to Ted Ginn, Jr. pretty quick. Um, Just remembering the junior. We don't talk about uh, UFC a ton on hometown crowd, but Mike and James occasionally do dive deep into that. And uh, Mike came up with uh, Junior Dos Santos, so Ted Ginn Junior Dos Santos. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them their points because they just uh, okay. I'm gonna... No, I'm, I, you you had the right answer. I don't care. I mean, you didn't say it right, and I get it. I don't say a lot of answers right, and I still get points <laughs> for them. So, all right, both teams getting their points. Correct answer is Ted Ginn Junior Dos Santos. Bringing us Josh, two questions. When it, sorry, when it said like that, Josh, now I've heard of him. Just Santos, I was thinking like an Italian guy. I'm like, oh, no, no, I was, no, not that, not like D apostrophe. <laughs> I, I, I put, I the only person I can think of was Ron DeSantis. That might be why I kind of had the duh rather than this is, that might yeah. be this is slowly becoming a floor routine of red flags at the Olympics. So I we should probably go on to the next question. Yeah. Sure enough. Question two, who's your quarterback who passed for over 7,000 yards in college, but only passed for seven TDs in the NFL, one coming in Super Bowl 40, and was also an outfielder with 352 home runs with for five teams, beginning and ending his career with the Red Sox? All right, hometown crowd's going to check in. All right, that means bench warmers can talk it out. I don't know how much more we have left to say. We just have to find a baseball player whose name starts with L, but that's not. Yeah, I mean, the, not, the not first like part starts with the letter L. Starts yeah. With the, yeah. Well, I mean, it could if, if there were initials. Yeah, like, like L. LP Latticer. Or right. LJ Scott, something like that. LJ Fort. Yeah. LL Cool J. Wait, Scott did throw out a, a, a name of a baseball player, apparently, that. Mason, yeah. I have never heard of Elston Howard. Elston Howard definitely was definitely a power hitting baseball player. I know he played for the Yankees. I don't know what else he did in his career. I literally have nothing for that. So if you want to go with the Elston Howard, it's at least a baseball it's player. So we're either going Antoine Randall, Elston Howard, or Antoine Randall L. Fanning. So it, you guys choose. <laughs> I'd rather hey, go with at least we, the one that. Yeah, I mean, could we did be. talk about her father, Jim, earlier. With the, yeah, the expo. So let's go with the actual baseball player. All right, sure. We're, we're going to check in with Antoine Randall Elston Howard. Okay, and hometown crowd. What was your answer? Now I had to dig deep for Antoine Randall L, but Ellis Burke is oh. the Red Sox player. Uh, who spent two years with the Indians uh, and hit in like uh, towards the end of his career. So Antoine Randall Ellis Burks. Yeah, it was killing me that you guys just named all those players, but Ellis Burke never. We couldn't came across come up with your... more 
first names that started with E-L. Like, it just wasn't. Yeah. If they would have said Ellis, I would have gotten to Burks. Yeah. I would have. Well, oh, no, I would have gotten Ellis. I mean, I did Dale Ellis Burks my, my first game I ever hosted, and everyone got mad at me for using Ellis Burks because no one had heard of him. Uh, except that he was two homers. Yeah, three hundred fifty-two homers, and I think he he was like a two eighty average guy, and uh, you know he was he was actually a pretty good outfielder before you know he he you know messed his knees up. So I have a number of his baseball cards. Yeah, yeah. they're not worth Never. anything, but I I have them. It's a sentimental value, right, Josh? <laughs> so so just to be clear, the correct answer was Antoine Randall Ellis Burks, um, and hometown crowd getting their their points on that. Well done, well done. It's a good job. I wouldn't have thought of Ellis as a first name. Well, I always associate as a last name. Yeah, completely. I know. I know a couple of people's Ellis last name is. I Ellis. always think of it as an island. That's <laughs> <laughs> that. That too. All right. Question number three: Quarterback who wore the number eight for three of his four stops in the NFL was the completion percentage leader in 2002 and a Super Bowl champion in the early 2010s. Who was a Puerto Rican second baseman? who made his debut in 1990 and is a member of the Cleveland Baseball Team Hall of Fame. You know what? I have to correct something in the question because there's a typo there. Okay. The year is 2006, not 2002. We can check in. <laughs> Chormers are checked in. Hometown crowd discuss. So we were actually about to check this in ourselves. Uh, we got real quick to Carlos Baerga. As the second baseman, um, <laughs> because there's only like three second basemen who played in that time frame for the Indians, and that was, uh, you know, Tony Fernandez and Carlos Baerga and Roberto Alomar. Oh, do not uh, leave out Dick Roberts. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. When, when it was 2002, we kind of played with maybe uh, Chad Penning, Tony Fernandez. Um, but we, I think we're, we're, we're pretty good with uh, David Carlos Baerga. Yeah, because we started like, we were like, because he had said Carlos Baerga. And then I was like, car. I was like, is that one of the, car? we were like, is that one of the car brothers? And we were like, well, who was before Andrew? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but obviously the 2006 change makes that a lot easier. So yeah, that what we want to check in with. Yeah, I, yeah. I say we check in with that. All right. Yeah. Checking in with David Carlos Baerga. Benchwarmer is your answer. Oh yeah, 2006 changed it for us too. Because right off the jump, I was like, this has to be Carlos Baerga. And then I was like, David Carr, but in 02, he was a rookie. And I, I didn't think he, and Mason was kind of like, probably wouldn't lead the, the league in complete percentage as a rookie. Uh, but, you know, once you corrected us that it's 2006, it made a lot more sense. So we also checked in with David Carlos Baerga. So both teams getting their points on here. The correct answer, David Carlos Baerga. And it was uh, even his... 68% completion percentage in 2006. It was still a very bad season. David David Carr had 302 completions in 2006 for 2,767 yards. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Average yard per attempt, 5.5. Oh, that, that is hot. Okay, but man, he hot. had a cannon. It got to that 5.5. In <laughs> he had to launch it to get that. This... He almost strained something for that. So. Oh, yeah. man. 
bad quarterback. All right, question four. <laughs> Defensive back who spent nine of his 10 years. Or, no, sorry, again. Defensive back who spent nine of his 10-year career with the Jaguars, recording 14 interceptions and was fifth overall pick in the 1992 draft by the Islanders and has and had had his own line of alliterative pickles called Crunchers. And that's crunchers with a K. All right, Eric, we're going to check in. Hometown crowd has checked in. Bench warmers discuss. So you guys are going to get the first half and then hope I can get the second half off of the first half. Is that, is that <laughs> we're going to get the first half. I'm, th- I'm thinking long and hard about it. The um, only name so far that came to mind for me for Jags defensive back was Rasheen Mathis. Yeah. Because he was he, he's a number one corner for most of his career. And I mean, he very well could have played nine years there. I don't know how long he was there, but it was for a while. Yeah. I say. If it's rushing Mathis, Josh, I'm assuming that doesn't help at all. I'm so not even sure if you gave me anything else, it would be helpful. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but didn't Mathis, wasn't he more of a, didn't he get more interceptions than 14? I guess I would have assumed he would have been one that would have got more, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to yeah, be any I mean, help, I, even if, again, if, no, if that's right it's, it's, or it's anybody else. The only thing I'm going off of yeah, is it's not a hockey be, player's last name is going to start with a K. Yeah, maybe even a KR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. I got nothing. So come up with something to connect Mathis with, and I guess we'll call it Mathis. Mathis Crunk Crunchers. Crunk? Sure. Mathis Crunk? Do you think we're going to get there? I'm like Emperor's New Group? Crunk. That's Crunk. Crunk's like the dance. Like a Yeah, like the dance. Yeah, the dance. Got it. Well, it's more like a state of mind. Fair enough. Or the juice. We can go, yeah, we can, or the juice, yeah. We can, so, we can always assume Walter Cronkite had a son. Or maybe his name is just Crunch. Mathis Crunch. Crunch Crunchers, though? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. It, the well, Crunch it, Crunchers. It still rolls off the tongue fairly well, so, why, you know. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in with Rasheen Mathis's Crunk Crunchers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if it isn't a thing, it should be now. Rookie Mathis, we will be tweeting at you. All right. Um, start so, crunking over here. Do you oh know boy. how? <laughs> hey, I used to watch So You Think You Can Dance. And oh. Can I do it well? <laughs> hey, I'm sure not. But right. Josh, Josh is one of the Jabberwockies, all right? You just didn't know that. He's going to throw it on hip. Yeah, well, it'll be worth it. Patreon exclusive right there. All right. That's Jot, it. Jot, that on. Jot that down, somebody. All right, and hometown crowd, your answer. Please be better. Yeah, than this that. was all Mac. Yeah, yeah all Mac. He I all, and then yeah. I was a huge fan of those mid '90s Penguins teams, and uh, before I completely fell out of love with hockey for really no reason. Um, but Darius Kasparitis was a huge part of the backline for those teams, uh, and he had the pickles. Um, so we have Donovan Darius Kasparitis. One team getting their points. It's Long. definitely Mathis, right? Long. <laughs> That's right. Mathis Crunk. 
long-term Jaguar Donovan Darius and more probably known for his time with Pittsburgh. So the correct answer is Donovan Darius Kasparitis. That's a double for me. Oh, no, I know Donovan Darius. I completely forgot about Donovan Darius. No, no, that's I'm cool with the Donovan Darius, the Darius Kasparitis. What? Really? Yeah, he was. was, Yeah, uh, really. He was the toothless Russian that essentially followed Mario back around the the ice. Which hockey players aren't toothless? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but he, he had more so it would yeah it was probably the first five teeth in his face up front oh, okay. uh and he had no teeth and when mario came back after the the two or three years he was out like that was his shadow around the ice mm-hmm. and if anybody got too rough with lemieux casparitis would then uh go ahead and drop the gloves as they say well sorry about that one all right question five all right Illini wide receiver who played, who was the 2007 Big Ten Freshman of the Year, drafted in the second round of 2010, and was an undrafted running back with a juridical nickname. Got this one, guys. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, we're, I we're checked in. I don't like that they answered this so fast. I'm just saying that. <laughs> warmers have checked that. in. You guys can now talk about don't, Illini don't, wide receivers. Don't say they. Say, say Scott. The pre and post games kind of it's not I agree with him on it. achievement for this. I mean, this I agree with it. I would have never gotten either. I, half I had the first part off the top for some reason. But I yeah. knew Scott would I knew this would be right up Scott's alley with that. That's the first part. Oh yeah. Okay. So juridical nickname Mac, you said Yeah, he is he was a Patriots, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. And he was known as the law firm. Yeah, that was his nickname. Was the law firm. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm trying to. I just. I can't think of the Big Ten freshman of the year. Ben. Something ending in Ben. I played for Illinois. Second round draft pick in 2010. You're telling me you're not familiar with all of the Illini's storied history of wide receivers. (laughs) I mean, it's just it's clearly our house. (laughs) Our house. They're How a factory of wide How receivers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, guys, I, I, I don't know the first part of this. Um, so I'm trying to think of like even remotely, you know, if he's a second rounder, he's probably at least a name. Yeah. He does ending have a name, like well, <laughs> a name, a um, name, ending in like B E or B E N. There's not a receiver whose last name is Ben Jarvis. Yeah, dude. I, I like I said, I've got nothing. I did my part for the second part on this one. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say we're probably not getting this one, guys. So mm. I'm gonna. I the first one is faceless Illini wide receiver Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Okay, like that's just what we're gonna go with. <laughs> Check it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and bench Blake. warmers, what do you guys got? Yeah, the, the second it was a line high wide receiver, immediately there's only one person who comes to name, and that's Aurelius Ben. And he was, yeah, bust, uh, second rounder. He played for Tampa and Jacksonville and bounced around. And then it just made sense in Jarvis Green Ellis, so we checked in with Aurelius Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. All right, one team getting their points here. The correct answer, Aurelius Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yeah, I well I, done, Scott. We, I, we weren't going to get there. I tip my cap to you guys on mm-hmm. that one because Aurelius Ben, like I, 
don't even remember the guy. Part of the triplets over at Illinois with uh, Juice Williams, Williams Richard Mendenhall, and Aurelius Ben. Okay, after the second quarter, we have a score of bench warmers with 160 and hometown crowd cut away into their lead a little bit with 120. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. Halftime question number one. Um, this one's going to be fairly easy. <laughs> Not the answer, but, you know, to come up, whatever. So we'll, we'll, you'll see it. All right. <laughs> the, the Cola Wars continue. I'm going to list four athletes. All right. You will simply just say whether they endorse Pepsi or Coke. Oh. All right. So it's just one. This is just one question. So it's just I'm going to give you four athletes. And so I'm going to have four answers in this one question. Either Pepsi or Coke. Lionel Messi, Aaron Judge, Alex Morgan, Saquon Barkley. That's what kind of led me to it, too. Yeah, that's the way I... The last two names, actually, because I, I think he is or second name. Uh, yeah, I that was where I was leaning as well. All right, we'll check it. So to be clear, it's four separate answers for each. Okay. Oh, what? oh not, it's not oh. all. They're not oh. all the same answer. Oh. So oh, your yikes. answer your answer could be Coke Pepsi Coke Pepsi your answer could be oh, Pepsi Pepsi oh, Pepsi Pepsi geez. Oh no! Wow, we are not oh. checked in. <laughs> we are not checked in. That changes everything. Oh so now we got a one out of sixteen shot of getting this right here. <laughs> Look at that math, Mason. That's Rania. so good. Good job. <laughs> uh. and, and just because we know our odds doesn't make it any more likely to yeah. happen. We can't D4 or D12 our way to an answer here. <laughs> you could. You just got to roll we it. Could, we could flip four the times. coin. Flip a coin. Uh, uh, wait, I might, I, might, I might have a die. We could, we could see if I have one with me, maybe. If you have one with you, I... <laughs> sure, I'm fine with that. As it goes on vacation and just... Let me, a... let, me see, let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. Oh, man. Do we have to get, we have to get all four for 20 or is it five points apiece? <laughs> oh, it's all, all or nothing. Oh my word! It's just a an amped up fifty fifty question. It's, All right, no, Eric. it's not I'm, an amped up fifty. I'm proving you question. wrong. I have Why dice in my. <laughs> More than one. Goes to L.A. And you never know. <laughs> hey, you never know. I'm in L.A. You have to play uh, sevens or whatever it's called. <laughs> just he's. I told you to stay away from Skid Row. Oh, dozens. Sorry, the, dozens. I meant dozens. That's what I meant to say. Roll some dice. I meant dozens. Dice. That's what I meant to say. Not sevens, because I can't. I don't know what's going on, but. Oh boy. I mean, if you want to go with that logic, I don't. Uh, I'm. Well, it's at least something, whether that's right or not. I. I don't I'm know. fine with just utilizing that and just going with that. Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't yeah. have any. I don't. I don't know. Right, I don't pay attention to that. You know. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm not the last know. thing you just. No, said. no, no. The other thing, yeah. But what we talked about previously, right? Yeah. So. So it'd be. That. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. Fine. Sure. We'll check that in. Match rumors have checked in. <laughs> All right, hometown crowd, you guys can talk. Um. <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, so... we're talking a lot in our chat. We're talking a lot. <laughs> this, this is bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's really fun is right off the bat, Max. Uh, some somebody said that Messi was Coke, and then Mac goes, Messi did a Pepsi commercial for the Super Bowl last year, so he might be both at this point. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I, I remember the commercial cause it's, it's been in the last year or two. Um, you know, Heather, you said Alex Morgan was Coke, which I'm going to say. Yeah, sure. Um, Barkley being Pepsi makes sense. Everything in the NFL is Pepsi. Plus you got like the blue jerseys of the giants. It kind of makes sense that they yeah. would play off of that. And, uh, you know, I, I I'm with you, Tim judge is Coke. So we'll okay, go. so we're 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 gonna check in with Messi, Pepsi, uh, Judge Coke, Morgan Coke, and Barkley Pepsi. All right, and bench warmers. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so we we kind of thought Saquon Barkley was Pepsi, so we started with that. Uh, there was some thought that Judge was also Pepsi. And then Scott said, soccer players drink Coke. And so we went, sure, why not? <laughs> so we went, Messi, Coke, Judge, Pepsi, Morgan, Coke, Barkley, Pepsi. Unfortunately, neither team getting points on this. Oh. The correct answer. <laughs> Good question. Coke, None Pepsi. of them. Hometown crowd really? was close. Pepsi, then you guys really? were close. Coke, Pepsi, huh? It's Pepsi, Pepsi, Coke, Pepsi. Which is oh. what I put in the chat before. We Morgan's the only Coke person. She's the only one doing coke, yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Really? That's <laughs> what you guys needed to word that? Ho- hopefully she did not do that. Co- while Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola kids. Say no to drugs. <laughs> I'm, I believe Coca-Cola does have trace amounts of coke no, in it. It, did. it used to. It, did. it used it to. Anymore. Anymore. It might, it might it still do now. You don't know. Yeah, they keep, I, that, they keep the recipe for coke. Exactly. It could, it, we don't know what's in it. Yeah, it could be. Oh, no, So nobody got points for that one, but they were the closest. Can we get like half credit? Is that how it works? <laughs> yes. Maybe um, three quarters. We'll take I mean, three quarters. I'll I mean, listen, it. he did deduct like a third of the points earlier. So yeah. I don't see why not. So yeah. I'll check the I'll check the half credit box box down at the bottom on a different spreadsheet. Okay, we'll just yeah, just put point five at the end of all of our <laughs> point question five. number two of the halftime. And I have not asked one of these questions in a while, so in the Mighty Ducks movies, Charlie mm-hmm. Conway, Gordon Bombay, Adam Banks, Fulton Reed, most know these characters by their first or and or last name. One player is rarely referred to by their first name. What is Goldberg's first name? I think it's this, guys. Oh, God. Okay. You're the only one who's going to have any <laughs> clue. Yeah, you're right. All right. That's, that's a name. We're checking. Scott's over here counting down the days to the reboot. Yeah. No, I'm actually not looking forward to it. I've never watched any of them, and I'll never oh, watch God. anything with them. Uh, it's my protest. Josh didn't watch anything that has any uh, Mighty Duck alums in it. He doesn't That's watch right. the show Fringe. I protest <laughs> all movies. Oh, as, as you know, terrible. I tried to watch that. It's horrible. What a terrible piece of trash. Ain't no Fringe for him. Uh, yeah, we'll, we're checked in. Shores are checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can talk. Uh, Heather... It, you're the only person that's yeah. thrown out anything, yeah. so I say yeah, we yeah, go yeah. with it. Okay, yeah, no, so I'm super glad. I'm super glad that this question came up because last week I really got in the mood to watch 
'90s movies, and we had number we have we've had um, number one fans. Uh, daughter here and so I was like okay well the 90s movies I want to watch we can't watch because she's here so so then it turned to 90s kids movies that we could watch which then kind of followed the breadcrumbs into 90s sports movies kids movies that we could watch did you watch Brink no we watched (laughs) I I, I think that's 2000 Tim that's 2000 okay Okay. sorry my bad and so it started with Little Giants of is course, what naturally. we watched. Classic. Yes. And then, obviously, we went to the Mighty Ducks. And I believe his name was Greg Goldberg. All right. We're checking in with Greg Goldberg. And bench warmers. I just want to say, Heather, Probably shouldn't have skipped the Homeward Bounds. I know they're not sports movies, but they're really good 90s kids movies. That's on the list. That's and I hope list. that you che- watch Dunstan Checks In as well, because that is a 90s sports movie. We do have uh, We're Back on there as well. So um, Yeah, it's uh, it's Greg Goldberg. We checked in with that as well. Both teams getting points. The correct answer, Greg Goldberg. So Goldberg is played by the, um, the actor Sean Weiss. The method. Tragic um, actor, who, Sean who has Weiss. also appeared in other great movies such as Heavyweights and Drill Bit Taylor. Um, <laughs> seen zero uh, of those, and I will see one zero of those of is those. actually good. Drill, the, bit, Drill Bit Taylor, underrated, should have got it. Uh, so is Heavyweights. <laughs> really good. Okay, listen, but he ben is Stewart. not looking really good. Now. In the past few years, he may have discovered meth, but that's Kids his choice. Don't do drugs. Don't. No, no only not, former child no, stars. No, no, allowed. they shouldn't do drugs either. We got we got somebody else we can uh, talk about here. Oh, no. all right. Stanley Kirk Burrell, better known as MC Hammer or Hammer, released a song too legit too legit to quit in 1991. The song peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. The music video featured cameos from a long list of athletes. What former Falcons coach also appeared in this video? Eric, we're gonna check in, man. Hometown crowd's checking in. Hometown crowd is checked in. Yeah, bench warmers discuss Mason's thoughts. Uh, I mean, Mason, that part, that part doesn't thoughts. mean anything to me. But okay, well, I'll explain what that is. So, my only knowledge of this is that back in the day, there was this Falcons coach named Glanville. I don't remember the first Jerry. name. Okay, Jerry. and he had something called like the grits defense or something like that. I don't, but it, because it was from the south and it was some kind of thing. All I know is that like grits and Glanville connect in my head, and that's how I remembered that but do they connect it wasn't, connect it, wasn't the, it wasn't the too legit defense <laughs> no. no have you seen but, those falcons in the 80s and 90s that was no legit yeah glanville was like 70s i want to say or maybe 80s that's the only coach i can think of actually you know, i think i think he might have actually been coach at the time the song came out i think he was very late, well could have been i know he was an older 80s coach. early 90s he i don't know if he coached there multiple times or you know sometimes you get that where coaches come and go and yeah, but um, I I know that's a Falcons coach from that time. And I couldn't I couldn't give you any coaches probably earlier than that. No, and obviously no. it wouldn't be coaches probably later than that because that wouldn't necessarily. Well, uh, I'm good with Glendale. I, I yeah. the time frame fits, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Go with, yeah. go with it, Mason. It's I, all you. We'll check in with Glanville and his grit right. defense and his grits. Hometown crowd. What did you guys have? Yeah, we went with Jerry Glanville as well because I. 
distinctly remember him in the cowboy hat uh, in the video. <laughs> so, well, that's a lot more thunder than we had. Okay. Yeah. Falcons head coach from 1990 to 1993 who appeared in this video was Jerry Glenville. Both teams getting their points. Question four. Everyone knows the logo for Twitter is a bird. Did you know the bird has a name and it was inspired by what NBA Hall of Famer? See, I know the name of the Snapchat logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I also do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's right, though. I'm. Check it in. Okay, we'll check in. All right, benchwarmers are checked in. Hometown crowd. Guys, I got nothing. Uh, I mean, I, I live on Twitter, and I don't know what the hell that thing's name is. So. Yeah. The logical answer. I mean, obviously, answer... you could have like Larry Bird. That's my guess. Just because of it is a bird. Okay, we'll just we'll and, just let's just go with like, Larry. I, I get it. Yeah, we'll, I get it that it's like the elementary school answer, but I feel like besides, we're thinking we're, way too much into this. We're asking yeah. for the NBA Hall of Famer that it was inspired by, not the name of it. So let's just lock in with a uh, check yeah. in with Larry Bird. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and Benchwarmers, what did you guys check with? Yeah, uh, I don't know why I know this, but the name of the the bird is named Larry the Bird, named after Larry Bird. So we also checked in with Larry Bird. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Both teams getting points here. The correct answer, Larry the Bird. Um, Twitter's co-founder is from Boston. That's it. Um, Sometimes the obvious answer is the answer. Yep. 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 All right. So this is the, the final question of the halftime. And Dan, get the whistle ready. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. All right, so I'm going to give you some lyrics to a song, and I'm going to want the song title and the artist, and I will give you a bonus 10 points if you can give me the complete song title. Oh, boy. All right. So there's basically two answers I'll accept so for the song name, so you guys can go with that. All right, and the lyrics. Who amongst the Pro Bowl sector dares to don his wrist protector? Not that pussy Nelson Burton. Tell me that his wrist is hurting. Hey, Mark Roth. Hey, Earl the Pearl. Are y'all scared to give the ball a hurl? How about Dickie Weber and his son Pete? Turn those b****s to cream of wheat. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's, oh, uh, it's, uh, oh, 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 oh. oh. Um, I'm trying to get there. I know the I know part of it, but I don't know. Uh, it's like um what is the yeah, full yeah, name? Hometown crowd is gonna check in. All right. Pench warmers, yes, you guys can yes. talk about. Uh, okay. This is all these two, so go so, ahead, guys. So this is this is the bowling song yes. by Stephen Lynch. But I, I the title is some the name of the guy is Malik. It's like Almighty Malachi. It's Almighty Malachi, the the professional bowling god. That's it. So we're gonna check in with whatever all of what josh said well i'm gonna need you to <laughs> re-say that so all right so okay. it's stephen lynch okay bowling song um almighty Slash. malachi professional bowling god okay and yeah. hometown crowd your answer i only remembered bowling song by stephen lynch i i couldn't for the life of me pull out the entire name so it is the bowling song it is by stephen lynch and the real name of the song is Almighty Malachi, professional bowling god. All right, after halftime, we have a score of Benchwarmers with 250 and still the same distance in between the two, hometown crowd with 200. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Bringing us to today's third quarter, David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. So I will start this by by saying um, this is the winner's edition of David versus Goliath. So each uh, question will be a different league, um, and I will give you an award or trophy from that league and that year or whatever year I choose. And then you will just tell me who won it. Easy. So I will also say that every Goliath is gettable. Even if you think it is not, there's a reason I picked them. So that it's not like just randomly, hey, 1968, whatever. There's a reason. There's something specific about the year that they won. So here we go. Question one. The David will be the 2019 NFL MVP. And the Goliath, the 1988 NFL MVP. Okay. I, I know that there has been... I need a clarification question, Eric, because I think there was a previous, I think Matt did one. Yep. Are you going with the AP or? Yep. Okay, yes. So the AP, because there are multiple ones. Yeah. Who've, who've yeah. Given I'm going, out. I'm basically going with the one that's more universally recognized. Uh, I was going to say the one okay. that matters. Okay. The one that matters <laughs> is what he's going with. No one cares about the, uh, whatever. I can't even think betting.com or whatever stupid ones there are. Or the coaches one. All right, we'll go ahead and check in. Hometown crowd has checked in. Bench warmers, you guys can talk. Yeah, we're really struggling on the 2019 uh, <laughs> NFL MVP. Yeah, I don't recall who that is. All right, so we've been trying to work on the 88 uh, NFL MVP. And, and we were like, okay, Super Bowl. Who played in the Super Bowl for that season? We were pretty certain it was the that was the 49ers-Bengals game where – Tim Crumry broke his ankle and it spun like a like a top. We think those are think the it might be Boomer size. I think it might be Boomer because he did win in a, a an an MVP. I and if there so. was a season he would have won it, that's probably the season he would have won. Yeah. 87 was sense. Rice. So and 89 it, was Montana, I yeah. think. I but yeah, because 90 was Rice after that. So um so if yeah, if he would have won one, it would have had to been. They were really that, good that season. You, you guys have convinced me, so I, I say check in. So we're going to check in Goliath with Boomer Esiason? Sure. I'm good with that. All right, there we go. And hometown crowd, what are you guys checking with? Yeah, so we were going back and forth on the Goliath between Esiason and Marino uh, and ended up checking in with the Goliath as Boomer Esiason. Okay, well, Mason, you were incorrect. 1990 was Randall Cunningham. So oh, anyway, must uh, so, oh, my bad. Um, but for the David, everybody knew, I'm assuming it was Lamar Jackson. The four yard. That's the name. I couldn't yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and for the Goliath, 
It's the second best quarterback in Cincinnati Bengals history. It's Boomer Esiason. Behind the goat. Oh, Andy, Andy oh, Dalton. Red Rifle, yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Hey, Burrow. Do not Joe besmirch Ken five. Anderson with any of this nonsense. <laughs> Obviously, John Kitna, guys. None of this it's, nonsense. It's just weird to say this out loud, so I'm going to say it is uh, two Bengals quarterbacks won the league MVP in the 80s. That's right. That Ken Anderson, weird. 81. <laughs> when we were going back and forth with, like, Marino – all I could think about was Marino in Ace Ventura. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I always think of Marino as more 90s than anything. Much so. better actor than he was a quarterback. Wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hot take. So, yeah, I'm just so, like that is same. not a real uh, statement. I do not stand behind what I just said. <laughs> Nope. Lock that oh, yeah. one in. So that's why, yeah, that's why that's why I was like, I put him more 90s. Bench, bench warmer pods, official stance, Marino, much better actor than athlete. <laughs> Did he win a Super don't, Bowl? Don't ever go to my Obviously. Win an, did it win an Emmy? <laughs> an Oscar? Or an Oscar? <laughs> he he should have for Ace Ventura, all right? He should have. Uh, You're a under- weird guy. At this, at, at this point, <laughs> did it even win in a, a hasty pudding? I don't even think I want a Razzie, and it probably should have. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number two. The David, the 2019 Masters Tournament champion, and Goliath, the 2007 Masters Tournament champion. Well, I know Mason will know this. Oh, great. All right, we'll go ahead and check in. All right, hometown crowd has checked in. Sorry, we didn't let you discuss it all out there. <laughs> you guys uh, can talk. There, there's literally nothing to discuss because uh, none of us have any clue. Oh, good. Yeah. See, I'm on who, the wrong. I'm on the wrong team for this. One. Yeah. As as the uh, we have we have plenty of a clue, but not not yeah, the answer. We we have no clue who 2007 was. So we're gonna do 2019, and that was Tiger. Oh, jeez. Oh well. Well, thanks. they hadn't checked in yet. That's oh, sorry. Sh- hey, that, just to let you that. know. We had that. We have that part. We're yeah. trying to come up with the 07. And, so. yeah. yeah. You didn't so. spoil anything first. Okay. Yeah. No. See, I mean, I like, I like, I even remembered, you know, Tiger 2019. It was like a big thing because he was back. Uh, but asking me anything past 2019 about golf, uh, I have no clue because it's a good walk spoiled and no one should play it. <laughs> All right. So these two, um, not me, they have every winner from the decade. Oh, maybe one maybe starting at oh one oh sorry starting at oh one so, yeah we well i mean that's assuming what we said is right we might just be completely well, no, off I, the... I, I, one two and five, five or Woods. tiger and then you said i think four, you're right that four six and ten are phil yeah because oh, i know phil was in the 2010s because we had that dean's list and he yep. was in the yep. 2010s and four and six he did flank i think he did flank Woods and Mike, Mike Weir was 03. Yep, I agree with that. So we had seven, eight, nine. And I, I the names we have for those are Immelman, Cabrera, and Johnson. Right. And you thought you thought Cabrera might be closer to the turn of the decade. That's and that's just a shot in the I dark. I think you might be right, but even if we're down to Immelman and Johnson, I'm not sure I just, if I can place which one was 07. Yeah, like I started watching golf around 2009-ish. So like, like, unlike Eric, I I can't I can't like I got the names from looking at the list, but I can't like just pull up a mental picture of it and be like, yeah. oh yeah, that one is right there. How if you watch golf, like, <laughs> no, no, I... this this isn't so much about watching golf. This is about looking at this list to write trivia questions. Oh, okay. 
if you guys are leaning towards Goliath, then I would go Immelman because okay. it's the name. I recognize the name and I was paying more attention in 07 than I was in 08. So that yeah. may be why I recognize the name, but I don't necessarily think we should go for the risk. It, we know now, thankfully, that they did David. So yeah. knowing that. Do we just stay safe I, on David? Yeah, I just, I think there's, we're taking we're taking kind of a gamble. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. Coin, to me, it's a coin then, flip, and I'm not sure I trust coin flips. We're not Dan. We don't have the luck of the die. Yeah, I I think we just say Tiger and for David and I agree. Live for another question. All right, check that in, Mason. All right, we'll check in, David, with Tiger Woods. All right, and uh, we'll just have you do it one more time, hometown crowd. So, what did you guys check in with? Yeah, fun fact: don't ever go to Augusta, Georgia, around this time. Everything is a zoo. Uh, I was stationed there for the 2010 or during the 2010 Masters, and I had just arrived, and it was a madhouse. But yeah, we checked in with the David uh, 2019 Tiger Woods. Yeah, sorry guys, I didn't mean to jump the gun there. No, no problem. <laughs> so 2019, everybody got that right. It was Tiger Woods. I hope his legs are okay after that recent accident. Yeah, it happened um, about five miles south of where i was Ooh, on yeah nice. it was <laughs> nice is not exactly the best word to describe it but yeah yeah no he, he's right. he's alive so i guess there's at least that and no one went with the goliath so the 2007 masters tournament champion the reason i picked this one is because it's the first time since 1956 where the winner of the masters had a score over par third time ever and that was zach johnson mm. <sighs> okay right. uh question question who yeah uh, who the hell is zach johnson uh, he's uh, a golfer who won the 07 Masters. <laughs> yeah. oh had scored over par he scored over yeah. par i do uh, i do remember reading about that but i like that there have been a couple tournaments like that where they were he's over definitely par, but... a name i i knew even before looking at lists but uh yeah yeah i mean mason has he done anything since like uh i think he's gotten close a few times he might have won a, a u.s open maybe um, okay. He's usually up there, but never like. Yeah, he's had yeah. some good stretches. Yeah, let's get off golf. Please. Okay. <laughs> well, Scott's gonna, Scott's going to be asking oh, to go back to golf in about two to, seconds. We're going to. Oh God. So, <laughs> question number three: the tw- the David is the 2020 NHL Calder Trophy, and the Goliath the 1990 NHL Calder Trophy. Okay, oh, this, know what the Calder is, Trophy's for? This yeah. Is better than- <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question for me. Yeah, both if both teams agree, I will say what the Calder Trophy is. Yes. You guys both want to know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Calder Trophy in the NHL is given to the league's top rookie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that that, right. That helps a lot. Yeah. Um, What were the years? 2019? 2020 and 1990. Hey, hometown crowd wants to check in. All right. Hometown crowd is checked in. Bench warmers. Uh, or I'm sorry, Josh, what are you thinking? Um, <laughs> one of these is supposed to be a David question, right? It's a hockey question, so I doubt David for anybody. <laughs> really? You, yeah. you didn't give us a year that we could have gone with like uh, the most McDavid. recent. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's a name that anybody knows. Yeah, I didn't pay enough attention to the draft last year. I did this past draft. <sighs> the Lafreniere draft but it's not Connor McDavid he's been in the league for a few years now right that is correct it's not Gabriel Landeskog 
No, he's no. been in the league for a while as well. He has won it though. So he did. That, yeah. yeah, like 20, like 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Oh, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> what year was Eric Lindros? What year was he drafted? Oh, it's early 90s ish. I don't know. Yeah. 92, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I. I, I don't think I'm going to have an answer for you either way, guys. Just being honest with you. No. You guys have something. Nope. I wasn't paying enough attention to the broken up year last year, other than just a little yeah. bit paying attention to the wild. But do we just go with Greg Goldberg? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Sure. It's as good. A, I don't think we're going to. There's no lucky. Goldberg, no, the lucky, lucky Goldberg. Lemieux. Is there? Is there like a next generation of Lemieux in ninety? <laughs> yeah, they're both Lemieux. That's the answer. All right, we're gonna check in for Goliath with Greg Goldberg. Hey, make sure we try to give for the fifty points because we don't have any idea. He's going for it. I love He's it. He's going for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call, Scott. I like it. All right, hometown crowd. What was your answer? We'll do the uh, 1990, and the only reason I know this is because he's named after. Well, his name is similar to that of a pistol. And it's Sergey Makarov. Both teams going for the Goliath with different answers. One team getting points. Woohoo! The correct answer, Sergey Makarov. Yeah. Never heard and, of that guy. And what makes that a uh, an interesting or basically the reason I picked him is because Makarov at won in 1990 at the ripe age of 31. Um, he's the oldest player ever to win the award. Um, played 13 years in the uh, Soviet leagues. And when he came over, he was basically an elderly person um <laughs> I, I have heard of him by the way i just wanted to so it basically it, it, it's now come to be the uh the makarov rule where players under 26 do not qualify for the calder anymore oh. under 26 or over 26 over 26 do not qualify All right, you said under 26. under yeah them too only players under 26 only qualify under 26. and what's the david answer the david in 2020, was he was drafted the fourth overall in 2017, defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche, Kale McCarr. Wait, Josh, okay. see, see my mug? Josh did suggest it might be an av, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> the only reason I thought it could be an av is because it wasn't an obvious name like Connor. Did Connor an, it, win it for yes, his year? Yes, yes, yeah. So we had McCarr and Makarov. I see the similar names going see? on. Look at it. It's all connected. Question four... David, the 2020 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. The Goliath, the 1998 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. All right, we're going to check it in. All right, hometown crowd is checked in. Bench warmers talking up. Trying to figure out for the Goliath what the surrounding circumstances would have been of the Comeback Player of the Year for 98. Was it an injury, a major injury in 97? Then I suggested, could it just be someone that was out of the league? someone that took some years off or retired or was playing in a different league. Yeah. Yeah, As soon as you said that, that's where Doug Flutie popped in my head. I can't think of like a major injury around that time that somebody would have come back from. Uh, That's still a little earlier than where a lot of these injuries had surgeries that you could come back from and have like real quality years. Cause who was the, wasn't there a Patriots running back around this time that blew out his knee at the in Hawaii? Robert, Robert Edwards. That was Robert Edwards. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. late nineties? 
Got your hole, Mac. Why is he helping us? No, no, that's not the answer. No, but that, yeah, you're right. But but like he blew out his knee and I think he He did have surgery, but he was done. Like Like he played, he played, I think maybe one year after that. I think in the late nineties, you were still not coming back from some of those major injuries. So, Um, yeah. Obviously we have the 2020. That's that's Alex Smith. As soon as you said, maybe was in a different league, that's right around the time Flutie came back, wasn't it? Yeah, he would have been in Buffalo right around 98 to come back, 97, 98. So I, I kind of like that answer, but I, I mean, I don't know for sure. But I know that's what worries me is, is they got Goliath last time and we got nothing. So do we want to take a chance or do we just currently right at we're the tied. moment? We are tied. Yeah. Right. So the, so so the I question feel like is we should take guaranteed points. But if you guys are that strong on Flutie, then yeah, I mean, we could. We could take the David. I'm fine with either direction with this. Yeah, I'm fine either way. So, Scott, if you're feeling like let's get some points, maybe we just go 2020. Yeah. We're going to check in with the David answer of Alex Smith. Okay, and hometown crowd? Well, we're going Goliath, and we're going with Doug Flutie. That was his uh, first year back from the CFL. All right, so let's start with the David. 2020. NFL Comeback Player of the Year, um, although Ben Roethlisberger did get one vote, so I'm glad he got a little bit of love, um, <laughs> is Alex Smith. And in 1998, um, he actually has, this player has a, the third longest stretch in between starts of nine years behind Tommy Maddox and I believe Todd Collins. Um, the correct answer, Doug Flutie. Mm. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, we, we weren't feeling strong enough on it. Yeah. Ludy led the Bills to the playoffs that year um, where they lost in the first rounds to, to the Dolphins. Um, and then the following year, uh, he took the Bills to the playoffs again, but in the playoff game against Tennessee was replaced by everyone's favorite, Rob Johnson. Gotta love a good Rob Johnson. Bucky Johnson. <laughs> All right. And now brings us to question five. David, the 2016 I'm sorry, 2016 men's NCAA basketball tournament most outstanding player and the 2018 men's NCAA basketball tournament most outstanding player. The tradition that your uh, listeners will have no idea who hometown crowd actually is. We're going to check in. (laughs) Hometown crowd is checked in. Bench warmers talking about. I'm I'm almost certain that 16 and 18 are the two Villanova years. Okay, so 16's got to be the Chris Jenkins year. Yeah, that's the the Chris Jenkins, the Archie Diacono. Yeah, that would mean that 18 would have to be Divincenzo. I think it was. I think it was Divincenzo in 18. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm trying to make sure the years because 19 was Virginia, and UNC definitely Virginia, and 17 I think was UNC. Yes, because that would have been there was this guy who went off, and then you never heard from him again for a while. I don't even know if he made it to the NBA. Agreed. And you know, know your host. He's a Nova yeah. guy, right? There. So, if you guys are sure that Divincenzo was the MLP, then I say I, say I think he was. Him. I think he was for that for for the twenty eighteen. Yeah, which is the Goliath, right? Yeah, and he and he's. I mean, he's barely – he's only been in the league at most two years. Oh, yeah, so he was, was definitely on that team. It's just a matter of yeah. if he won it because he came off the bench. So I don't know if that fact – you know. I think I, I think he know. just scored a lot of points. Like, he just went off in those two games and then 
Okay, so we'll go. We're going Goliath, and then Dante DiVincenzo. So we'll check that in. All right, and hometown crowd. What did you go with? Uh, we went the same thing. Uh, Goliath, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, but I mean, it was a like. I, I remember <laughs> the last two games of the tournament, and yeah, like he was a he was like a six man came off the bench and just scored in bunches. Uh, like he'd go on a heater, and that was it. So. All right, so let's start with 2016. It was Ryan Diar- Ryan Archidiacono uh, with Villanova. And 2018, not starting any games in the tournament, being only the second player ever to win this award without starting a game, Dante DiVincenzo. Both teams getting their points. Yeah, yeah. Man, had we gone Flutie, this would be tied going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, well. But we could have been down. If right. had been, like, if we had been wrong and they, well, they would have been wrong too. So <laughs> their guess, never mind. We'd be tied no matter what. Uh, it's all your fault, Scott. I know it is. All right. So after the third quarter, we have a score of bench warmers with 390 and hometown crowd taking the lead with 420. Oh. Oh. Giving us that smoke with 420. Okay. So that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today are Listen to Your Heart, Block Party, Fields of Gold, New Kid in Town, and Glory Days. So listen to your heart is a listener's submitted question, and it's baseball. Block party is the NFL. Fields of gold, Olympics, new kid in town, hockey, and glory days, baseball-ish. Oh, boy. What in the world? Baseball-ish? It's about Ugh. it's it's not baseball, but it is baseball. It's baseball adjacent. Blur, yeah. It's a blurns ball. <laughs> it might be basketball. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one: Listen to your heart. This is a listener submitted question by member of the bench, Alex Bender. This is a listener submitted question from someone who's actually never been on the show either, which is interesting. He is scheduled for he's scheduled for next month. Oh, okay. Right. So he is scheduled to be on. Cool. Yep. Cool. All right. So question one. Listen to your heart. What player hit the first inside the park home run in World Series in the World Series since 1929 and the first ever to lead off a World Series in game one of the 2015 World Series? I gotta make up Flutie. <laughs> I mean I, I trust you. Yeah, I, I I trust you on this one too. All right, we are going to check in. Benchwarmers have checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can talk this out. All right, so that would have been the Mets Royals series. Yeah, it's Mets Royals. So who would have been? It's it's Escobar. I know the last name. I just can't think of the first name. Uh, like I said, I only I what I said in the chat was I I think that was the time that the Lord song came out. So I'm I'm just gonna go with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so we want to just check in with Escobar. Yeah, it's like Al Alcides, Alcides, Al, like that dickhead just from A, uh, a dot Escobar. There you I go. mean, <laughs> trivia yeah. rules is you know Escobar is enough. 
Yeah, I, I want to say unless he asks for more specific. Yeah, right. I, I go Al Alcid. I think it's Alcid Alcidas Escobar. All right. I mean, listen, if they gave him do Duh Santos, I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll check in with Escobar. I mean, just to let you know, I would have been fine if he hadn't given us credit for <laughs> Duh Santos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, checking in with Escobar, and for how many points? Uh, 100. Okay, and Benchwarmers, your answer and wager. Uh, it's not Andres Escobar, rest in peace. It is Alcides Escobar, and we also wagered 100 points. All right, both teams getting their 100 points. The correct answer, Alcides Escobar. And thank you again to Alex for submitting that question. It's a good question. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, that really was. Yeah, I was not sure. And not just because we all got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am, a, I am appreciative of that, though. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. When Alex comes on, Matt. Oh, Matt Toasting. I was going to say we'll throw him oh. one back, but never mind. Oh, oh Does he know Matt Toasting? Maybe he sent a bunch of questions to Matt, and Matt won't realize that he's <laughs> hosting on the Alex is going to be on, and Alex is going to get them all right. I'll team with Alex that night. I know all these questions. <laughs> it's like Slumdog Millionaire all over again. Yeah. Check hey. in, like right away. Check in, check in. <laughs> you got to respect that kind of hustle, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question number two, block party. Lorenzo Neal played in the NFL for 16 seasons, playing in 239 games from 1997 through 2007, 11 straight seasons. Lorenzo blocked for a 1,000-yard rusher. Eddie George, Corey Dillon, and LaDainian Tomlinson are three of the backs that rushed for a thousand yards behind Lorenzo Neal. Name the two backs that started this impressive, impressive streak in 1997 and 1998. And just to make this not too hard, I'll actually give you the teams. One team was the New York Jets and the other team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, we're, we're going to check in. All right, hometown crowd has checked in. Bench warmers, you guys can talk. We think we've got 98, right? Which, yeah, I, I mean, work done for a Bucks running back around that time. Work done, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. be it, yeah, right? 98, yeah, yes. it would have most been likely be 98. first couple seasons there, right? He came in around 95, 96, I think. It's about right, yeah. yeah. I, I think that one we all, yeah, that one's with, yep. So then Jets in 97, and I do think that's probably a year before Curtis Martin got there, a year or two. Yeah, I don't think Martin was there quite yet. He yeah. might have been there in 98. He might have been there that same year that, you know. Because I think he just played out his rookie contract on New England, or maybe plus a year. But Yeah, he wasn't there for very long, maybe like three, four years on the same. Like I said, the only thing I clued in on was the the running back who went from the Jets to the Cardinals. And, and I, I think and that I, is Adrian Morell. I think you're right. And I picture him more as a, a Cardinals running Me too. back. But so the question uh, yeah. is, would it, could if he been there still in 97 and get a thousand yards? I, I I feel pretty good. As soon as you put that name in, it was like, that's the guy I'm thinking of. I think that he was with them around that time. So, so right. should we check in with Adrian Morell and work done for 100? Yep. That was good. Okay. And hometown crowd, your answer and wager. Yeah. So as I said in our chat, I'm really not happy about all these like 
late 90s NFL questions because I'm a Browns fan and I kind of gave up on the NFL in that time frame. <laughs> uh, but Mac managed to come up with both of them. He said uh, Adrian Morrell and work done for 100. So prior to 97, uh, Lorenzo Neal was with the Saints and they were a tire fire. So they didn't. Run yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I was there. I was there. I mean, I wasn't there, but I'm I'm aware. I was there. I'm, I'm sure there's a paper sack around here somewhere. Mason knows his history, at least. And 2008 was Lorenzo Neal's last season, where he was in Baltimore, and another fullback was leading the team in rushing that year. Is that, that Greg was, Jones? Uh, Lorenzo Le- McLean. Oh, yeah, clean. And uh, Willis McGee. He got some carries along with uh, somebody named Ray Rice. I don't know who that is. <laughs> guy who had one um so but the correct answer was in 97 with the jets it's adrian morell and in 98 with the buccaneers um actually they were about he was about 154 yards away from blocking for two technically i guess um work done had a thousand yards and right behind was mike allstott with like 846 oh yeah yeah Ooh, so both teams getting their points great so I'll give a score update. There's been no change in the difference in score here at 620 for home crowd or hometown crowd and bench warmers with 590. Starting to sweat, man. <laughs> I think this is the longest we've ever been in the lead. So I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Question number three in fields of gold. The top country with the most gold medals in Olympics, both winter and summer is the United States with 1,127 gold medals. However, the United States is not in the top 10 for gold medals per million population. Finland is number one. Name one of the countries that round out the top five in gold medals awarded per million population. Oh, boy. We got geography in this now. Population. Geography, math. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, we're going to check in. Hometown crowd has checked in. Benchwarmers talking out. Uh, so might be Josh talking to himself. Oh, sounds like Mason's going to say something. I mean, I might have. I don't have much on this. I was just trying to think of countries that win a lot of medals. Yeah, in, um, in a particular one or the other. So we only need one of them, right? So hopefully, one yeah. of these we can key in on. Yeah. So you sent to me Sweden and Norway, and I was definitely thinking Norway just for their dominance in the Winter Olympics alone. I'm sure they've yeah. won. They maybe have won some golds at the summer at some point, but yeah, they are so dominant at the Winter Olympics. Like they hold number one in golds. Like it's not even close, as from right. what I recall. Yeah, I was thinking like all those kind of Nordic, Scandinavian countries. Yeah, that I mean, do well Finland, in the winter. Finland could be in there too. Um, yeah, we have Finland. It's number one. Oh, Finland was number one. <laughs> We're told that in the question. Uh, hey, look, Finland's number one. Oh God, never mind. I'm, I'm, I, I'm fine with whatever. Um, then the only other thing I said, partially joking, is uh, would would Hungary be in the top five? Because we know Eric and his uh, his he's so proud of his Hungarian heritage, Hungarian heritage, and how good they are at. Uh, I think only the Summer Olympics at like weightlifting and. Uh, I think there's a couple other sports they're pretty good at. I can't remember what one of the other uh, water polo. I think that was another one they're good at. Yeah. But um, I, I like I, I to me, if we had to pick one, I would probably pick Norway. Yeah, I I'm thinking of the names we've come up with just because I'm, they're so good in the Winter Olympics. 
And it's not, I mean, Norway is not a particularly huge country. I mean, there's a, you know, a few million people there. So it's. Yeah, I, I think that they're probably similar in size to, you know, those other Scandinavian countries. So. Yeah, I feel like Finland, Norway are about the same size. Okay. I think Sweden's a little bit bigger. That's why I, I think kind of lean away, lean a little bit away from that. So but, should, we go with, should we go with Norway? Let's do it. I'm, I'm fine with that. All right, we're going to check in with Norway for 100 points. In hometown crowd, your answer and wager. Well, just this week, uh, I run a history podcast called You Don't Know History, where I sat down and talked with Dr. Johanna Mellis, whose whole focus is Hungarian athletes during the Cold War. Um, and she let me know, 1936, Hungary won the third most gold medals and uh, was third, came in third in the entire uh, medal count uh, and did as well in, a, in uh, I think, 1932 and won more games during the, the 50s. So Hungary is definitely on that list. So we're going to go with Hungary for 21 points. Okay, so let, well, I'll start at the top 10. Is uh, Bulgaria is 10. Denmark is 9. <laughs> Jamaica at eight. Number seven is the, is the best one because it's Grenada with one gold medal and it puts them in the top ten because <laughs> they're so small. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, six is New Zealand. Oh, okay. okay. All right, and then we have the rest of the top five. Uh, we have Hungary at number two oh. um, with well 100, 175 gold medals. Um, which gives them an average of 17.82 gold medals per million um, with a 9.8 million population. Number three is the Bahamas with <laughs> six gold medals. That makes and, sense. And with a population of 378,000, puts them at 15.8. Number four, Sweden. Mm. Oh, 147 gold medals with a 9.9 million population. It's 14.8. And to round out the top five, with 56 gold medals, 5.2 million population, a 10.6, Norway. Oh. <sighs> wait to the last minute on that what one. Are, what are the chances that the number two one is hungry the week Mac releases that episode? Yeah, right? <laughs> Sometimes with, it just... With me hosting, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're host. I'm back. <sighs> I was sweating there when we were going... We're getting all, all the answers we've said, except yeah. Norway. After yeah. question number three, we have a lead change. Uh, bench warmers with 690 in hometown crowd after that question jumps up to 641. So 40 or 59 point lead for the bench warmers. 49 point lead. 49. 49. 49. 50, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's math. It's okay. It is. It was 30 <laughs> and then seven, we gained 70. Oh, it's 690. I'm, I was doing math on 700. Shh. Quiet. <laughs> Question number four. New kid in town. What goalie made his NHL debut in December of 1996 for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Would start his career better than anyone would expect a sixth-round draft pick. He would set the NHL record for longest unbeaten streak to begin a career going 14-0-2. Sure. Jason, are you okay with that? That's good, yeah. Okay. We're checking. Benchwarmers have checked in. Hometown crowd, you guys can talk this out. Mac, didn't you just say that you love yeah, the mid nineties no, Penguins, Penguins teams? No, give me a second. I'm going through all the. <sighs> I said when he said that too. That was I'm like, oh. Oh man. 
Little did you know you gave him a wheelhouse question. Yeah, Barrasso started the season, and it was a French-Canadian kid, uh, Lalim, like pa- uh, Patrick Lalim. We'll check All right, in with so that. is that what we're checking in with? Yeah, yeah. All right, for, checking uh, in. 80 points. Checking with Patrick Lalim for 80 points, and bench warmers, your answer and wager. Keeps coming up. We checked in with Greg Goldberg. And we wagered zero points. Unfortunately, the bench warmers aren't getting any points. Um, but the correct answer is Patrick Laleem. He played for the league for 12 years, finishing his career with 200 wins exactly. Yeah. Barrasso had that bad streak, and then they, they finally, like, he, he only won two games in, like, the first 14 to open the season, and that's when Laleem got the, the start. So after question three, there was a lead change. After question four, there is another lead change. We have the bench warmers still with 690 after a goose egg bet and hometown crowd 721. And I'm not going to try to figure out the math anymore because I obviously proven I can't do that. Shh. Quiet. I don't have a calculator. <laughs> 31. <laughs> yes. Bringing us to the final question of the day. Glory days. In 1989, Trumbull, Connecticut defeated Chinese Taipei to win the Little League World Series. Who pitched a complete game, five-hitter, and drove in two runs to lead his team to the championship? Two months later, he would throw out the first pitch of the game of Game 2 in the 1989 World Series. He would go on to excel at another sport, winning a national championship in 1995, his league's Rookie of the Year in 1999, and as a two-time silver medalist. We're going to check it in. Oh, dear oh, Lord. Hometown <laughs> crowd is checked in. Uh, bench warmers, you guys can talk this out. Mason, I, I think the 1999 Rookie of the Year in basketball has got to be either Elton Brand or Steve Francis. But who would have been a two-time silver medalist in basketball? Yeah, I was just trying to think of sports where... Like, I was thinking hockey, maybe, where the U.S. Oh. has... Well, then we're screwed this, if that's the case. Yeah. Cause so, hockey, well, I'm just saying is, uh, hockey is the sport we normally have won silver medals. Yeah, but a, right, a hockey player from frame. Connecticut? Well, I, mean, I don't... So we're looking at the the 99 Calder winner that won a championship in 95, but I mean I don't know who won the men's hockey frozen for in 95 and probably Minnesota. Yeah, some No, it was not Minnesota. Is it Union or Providence or I mean, national championship in 95. There aren't many, I mean there are many sports we can win a national championship, but for the sake of this question I mean, that's the only thing I'm keen in on is hockey because of the two-time silver medalist. I mean, because has has the basketball they've they've only gotten the silver I think once, didn't they? And, or not even? Yeah. Or did they not even get the silver? Was it the bronze that they got the one year? Might have been bronze. Might have been bronze. Um. So yeah, I I mean, unless this is a non-big four, but I mean, I you know he's yeah. from Connecticut. My guess is he could be a Boston College or Boston University, you know, if he stayed near home. But that that doesn't help me at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, that <laughs> is this, could this be another Avalanche player? I have no I, idea. I I couldn't it, even. It I, certainly could. I'm trying to think because I mean, obviously, I had to do research on it for our bonus episode. If it's '90s think. Avalanche, you're looking at Forsberg, Sackick. It's not those guys. So, yeah. It's not Steve Moore. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure here. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get to it. 
baseball-ish. Ugh, gross. <laughs> baseball stats in there. He said the, ish. The disgust oh, yeah. in your voice, I, I, Josh, is just dripping right now. I definitely <laughs> follow I definitely follow Little League he, World Series. He hid another hockey question in a baseball-adjacent question. Yeah. Baseball? Little League World Series. Was that, is that not baseball? It's baseball. It's, All right. It's, it's, I feel it's like bad. your hosting responsibilities are going to be temporarily suspended <laughs> after this. They're going to be temporarily suspended by himself in a little bit. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have this. I, Not, I, nothing. Everything I'm thinking of, one of them doesn't fit. Nobody, you guys don't have the 99 Calder trophy winner in your head? I only have the 98. I'm sorry about that. My guess is <laughs> from the Avalanche. Not, no. <laughs> I got nothing. And nope, this is. Yeah. I hear a train a coming. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a bad way to end it for us. Yeah, Greg Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it hasn't. We should at least you know guess a player's name that actually played in the NHL. You think of anyone who was young, Sean Weiss in, in '99, <laughs> would have been really good. Sadly, that is right before I started paying any attention again. Because the wild didn't start till 2000, so I was definitely not paying attention to so the NHL. Start, so I think of, oh. Yeah, same. Considering I was an infant, um, <laughs> I definitely wasn't paying attention. So then let's think young players in the early 2000s who were who were good. Let's assume this person went on to have a, a good career. Right. Obviously, somebody we'd have to pull the name of. It's going to be somebody maybe decently well known. I just don't. Right. It's I a just, little bit too soon for Rick Nash. I don't have, and I wish I had better thoughts on who was on the U.S. Olympic teams. Yeah, I, I can't even try to think of a name. I, yeah, I don't have a single thing. Nope. We just come up with a last name and once again trying to come up with a lucky hockey hockey last name. name. Yeah, uh, an American at least, so we don't have true, to, true. And we have to make we can, up a we can avoid name. the Lemuse or the uh, yeah. who was the Crunchers guy, Cap. Uh, Cast Cast We don't. James we don't related to James Laurinaitis. We don't obviously. need those. We don't need those names. Goldberg. Sure. <laughs> we've at this we point with, since we can't even come up with a realistic answer. We are going to check in with Greg Goldberg for ninety points. Okay, checking in with Greg Goldberg for ninety points and hometown crowd. Your final answer and wager. All right, we're gonna wager sixty points and Josh. Uh, you're going to kick yourself in the ass because the clip of him throwing the perfect game was all over sports center is one of those like feel good kind of like uh, spotlight stories, but it was Chris Drury nope. drafted by drafted by the Rangers. Like uh, I know the name, but yeah, I, you know how little I paid attention to them showing anything about little league world series. Yeah. In the- well, it was, it just got, I remember it getting heavy rotation in the, like in the lead up to the draft and then, like, that was one of the big things. It's not like Drury had a bad career, you know, but it's just, like, I think maybe expected, like, maybe too much out of the poor guy. Um, but I know he even spent some years with the Sabres, if I remember correctly. Uh, but Chris Drury. Um, this player was drafted by the Quebec Nordiques, 72nd overall in 1994. the um, yeah. Who did and play for the Colorado Avalanche in 99, winning the Calder. Has played for the Rangers, has played for the Sabres, has played for the Flames. Um, and the correct answer, 
Greg Goldberg. I mean, Chris <laughs> <laughs> Drury is the correct answer. That was not a name I was going to pull. So hometown that crowd has all Mac. Getting that was their points. Mac, yeah. So Mac has a much deeper hockey knowledge than uh, it, dude, it was just around that time. Everybody and else got, on this current recording got, who isn't the host. <laughs> then I got bored. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 90s hockey was where it was at for me. It was honestly, it was the big blue thing around the puck on the Fox uh, broadcast. Wasn't that amazing? That was just, I wish they would bring that back. Yeah. You don't need I it mean, now. You can actually see the puck. You could always <laughs> see the puck. No, you couldn't. It was a blur. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. The bench warmers finished with a score of 600, and our clipboard captains of the game will be receiving the Deshaun Kaiser Award with a score of 781. <laughs> The hometown crowd podcast. Woo. Congratulations, guys! You have we have been their... avenged. Yes. Um, anything you guys would like to say before we call it a? Uh, I'd, I'd like to thank God for this performance. Uh, you know the the number twenty nine laughing clown. Oh, <laughs> I'd really like to thank science. I'd like to thank science, please. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I, you I can find us. Uh, we're the hometown crowd podcast. We are on all podcast sources you can also find us on uh twitter facebook instagram at hometown crowd yeah we have we have a lot of fun with this and we will have to have you guys back on our show uh here soon yeah and I, th- thank you again guys for letting us come back on i you know i always have a good time well with that said too um since you guys lost one 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 you'll definitely have to come back on and for a rubber match I mean, that's the rules of sport, right? Yep. So, right. and for that game, you will have to compete against Eric and Dan and oh. whoever else, the third we want to throw in there. Doesn't really matter. That's who you get to face the next time round. Wait, are we are we adding Phil Samford to the bench too? Just in time, just in time for that. No, maybe like by then. It's gonna be a zero zero game. <laughs> All right, no, got, thank we, you, we thank you guys crying. for coming on. Um, thank you for having us. It's a lot of fun when you guys come on. Yeah, no, of course. Thank you know, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. Like Eric said, uh, it's a lot of fun when you guys are on. You know, you, win or lose, it's 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 enjoyable. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. If you're listening to this, please listen to their podcast. These guys do a great job. Uh, it's also a lot of fun. It's like this without as many wrong answers. Uh, there's wrong information, but not as many wrong answers. Yeah, yeah. So I was know. gonna say it's probably just as much wrong answers. What are you talking wrong about? opinions? Yeah. There Again, least informed sports podcast. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah this was a lot of fun yeah absolutely i mean i pretty much echoed everything i was gonna say it's my first time actually uh interacting with all of y'all from the hometown crowd crowd podcast and it was definitely a fun time i enjoyed it well mason again good luck dude i hope you hope this the, the LA venture works I, out, man. yeah i'm still waiting they still haven't sent me anything yeah let, let us know if you're gonna be on so you think you can dance we're really gonna we're looking forward <laughs> yeah. to it. so so is it you're gonna Ma- be my first cast on the mass singer yeah i was gonna say is it the mass singer is that what we're <laughs> yeah american idol is it still going does it still exist it is it does, it does it exist is. and there you go that's an option. you know i really hope you get the golden buzzer on america's got talent <laughs> oh yeah that's it nah, he's gonna be on the new season of lego masters <laughs> Oh. I'm pretty sure it's American Ninja Warrior, guys. Pretty sure. <laughs> Have you seen his physique? None of there's no there's you none haven't. of which none of you which haven't. sponsor either of our shows. Yeah, so. right. yeah. But there if you is... would like to, yeah, the, yeah. the, the new show Are You Smarter Than Marshawn Lynch is coming out soon, and Mason is actually picked to be on there. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty easy uh, win for him. There. It's, uh... <laughs> 
um yeah guys thanks for coming on um yeah and sadly we all boarded uh, the l train um uh, with the doug flutie question um i don't know scott if you have anything you want to say about merchandise or anything like that yeah uh continue to lose and if you would like to purchase an l train mug or a shirt or a sticker you can go to our uh, store on tpublic.com and uh yeah so with that um Really appreciate you guys coming back on. It was fun to compete against you this time rather than um, throw questions at you. Um, sadly, I would have loved to have gotten a victory, but, you know, I couldn't think of three nicer people to lose to. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate you, you being on. Tim, Thank appreciate you. you throwing stuff at us on the bench. It's always lovely to see and commenting. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's interested in – uh, having some fun online shenanigans uh, feel free to join us on the bench face our facebook group for fans um, where we just throw around different stories and ask different questions and have a good fun time so i, I will say this before we go whoever's hosting it uh another match you need to start throwing some world football league questions out to really hammer home Ooh. some some shenanigans man <laughs> The WFL really throwing Yo, it to you. Oh yeah, oh yeah! You get the one season to pick from. You got that. Oh yeah, that's one. right. The one season that they, they barely finished because yeah. of all the issues. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you uh, again for coming on, and thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm and go Magpies. All your other AFL teams suck. And the recording now. Go Giants. Gold Coast Suns. Gold Coast Suns. All right. GWS Giants. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.